This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst Kelvin Wong in Singapore. Good morning from London. Good afternoon to you, Kelvin. Good afternoon, and as well, good morning to you, Johnny. Good to hear from you again. Indeed. Let's start with the markets where you are in Asia Pacific. How have we started the week? Yeah, sure. So uh, what we could see over here is a bit of week start at a brand new week for Asia benchmark stock indices. So we do see a bit of profit taking activities with the benchmark China uh, stock indices down by a fair bit uh, where the Hansen index is down negative uh, 0.5%. I think that is pretty much of a, a natural process in a way, because if you look at the current situation on the performance of the China and its related uh, benchmark stock indices, Month to date, as of today, they're actually outperforming the rest of the world with the Hansing Index gaining 7.4%. The HSCEI, which is the index that comprises of the H shares, up a whopping uh, positive 10%. And the benchmark A shares, uh, CSI 300, up by 7.4%. All of them actually outperforming the rest of the world. If you look at the S&P 500 as a proxy, which is currently only up month to date at 5.02%. Uh, so that seems to me that it's more of a profit-taking activities, a kind of a natural uh, process, especially uh, we are actually also waiting for some key economic China data at the later part of this week where we're going to touch on much later on in greater detail. And something to look out for over here is will be gold price. So if you look at gold price uh Okay, right now during the Asia session is rather muted as we are speaking. So spot gold on an intraday basis right now is actually almost unchanged because it's down negative, only negative 0.05%. That's for spot gold. But however, interestingly, if you look at on a weekly basis, uh, Last week, spot gold XAU slash USD managed to have a weekly gain of positive 1.10%. And that is the largest weekly gain so far year to date. That means IE for the uh, first two months of this year. So one of the reasons we see a bit of resilience coming back for spot gold is due to the fact of that dollar strength that is being kept. And interestingly, uh, that US, that's actually also in line with that uh, longer term US Treasury yield, where the 10-year US Treasury yield uh, managed to face resistance last week at the 4.33% level. So that's today, Kelvin. What about the week to come? Yeah, so for the week uh, to come, uh, this week I would say it's a rather busy week in terms of key economic data front. Uh, firstly, for tomorrow, uh, during the early Asia session, we have the all-important Japanese uh, CPI data. So uh, market participants will be uh, focusing primarily on this uh, core core CPI data. So that's much more of a demand-sensitive uh, uh, inflationary data point for Japan. So that's actually excluding the volatile uh, fresh food and energy prices. So what we are seeing over here is uh, market participants they, they do have a kind of a consensus forecast that this core core inflation rate for Japan may come in slightly softer than what was seen last month. So in the month of December, it actually printed 3.7% uh, year on year. So this time around, market is actually uh, attaching a forecast of 3.2% year on year. Uh, something to pay attention to is we know that core core inflation data tends to be lagging in nature and also core core inflation uh, actually relate to consumer spending in Japan. So if you look at some consumer spending uh, leading indicator like the consumer confidence data and as well as the uh, average 
monthly wage growth for employees on a year-on-year basis. So both of these two leading related consumer spending economic data seems to be uh, pretty much on the resilient footing in their respective latest data point. So that could actually potentially uh, surprise the core core inflation data that may come uh, slightly above what is market expecting at uh, 3.2% year-on-year. So something to actually to look out for uh, tomorrow morning during the Asia session. And next up, on the calendar will be the all-important RBNZ uh, New Zealand Central Bank meeting. So do not forget over here why is it important uh, because RBNZ at this moment in time, even though it's not a very major uh, central bank, but their uh, monetary policies seems to have kind of a leading behavior against the rest of the other central banks. And if you could recall, one and a half year ago, it was RBNZ that actually took the lead to kickstart that global interest rate hike cycle. So what's interesting over here is that uh, around one and a half months ago, uh, we do have RBNZ officials, uh, firstly, the chief economist, followed by uh, RBNZ governor, all highlighting to the public that RBNZ still has much more room to do before getting the so-called the core inflation uh, level to come in line with their desired target, which is uh, between 1% to 3%. And do not forget, in the previous RBNZ monetary policy meeting in December last year, uh, what they they actually gave out a rather hawkish uh, guidance uh, where they actually uh, kind of uh, try to project the first interest rate cut to come in only in 2025 rather than what is market is expecting or pricing right now based on the interest rate futures market of New Zealand. Market is actually looking at in the summer months of uh, the first rate cut in New Zealand to come in in the summer months of 2024 this year. Uh, what we could see over here is that given the rather uh, hawkish vibe that is still being portrayed by RBNZ officials, uh, that actually saw the dollar depreciate against the Kiwi uh, year to date. So if you look at the rolling one month performance of the dollar against the rest of the major currency, so the dollar is actually performing the weakest against the Kiwi down right now at uh, close to negative 1% on a one month rolling basis. Whereas for the rest of the pair, the dollar strength, yes, even though muted, but it's not as uh, drastic as against the Kiwi, which is the which dollar being the worst performing currency against the New Zealand Kiwi, down at negative 1% so far on a one-month rolling basis. So something to keep an eye watch out for on the monetary policy guardians up from RBNZ on Wednesday. Then uh, last but not least over here is that uh, we do have the US core PCE data as well out on Thursday. Uh, why is it important for sure? Because this uh, core PCE data is the preference uh, gauge for the Fed to actually monitor the inflationary pressure in US. And so far, what market is expecting uh, on the core PCE uh, rate uh, for uh, this coming Thursday is uh, market expecting it to come down slightly lower from uh, December 2.6 percent year-on-year print last year to actually come down much lower by two basis point to 2.4 percent year-on-year in January. And also rounding up the week, we do have that all-important China uh, leading economic data, which is the MBS, the official uh, manufacturing and services uh, PMI data for the month of February. So market participants will be paying and close attention to the manufacturing PMI data. Why? Because so far in the last uh, four of the five months, manufacturing activities has continued 
still be in a contraction mode in China. But what you see over here, uh, last uh, month, for the month of uh, January, the contraction starts to actually uh, kind of slow down or temper by a, a fair bit only. But if we start to see a further improvement in the manufacturing uh, PMI data for the month of February for China, that could actually ease off that deflationary spiral feel that is still uh, right now intact in China. And also do not forget, we do have the services uh, PMI data as well, which is due on Friday. So the services PMI data has been in the expansionary mode, uh, that means above the 50 level uh, mark. Uh, since uh, close to about a year or so, but there's been lingering around the 51 to 50.7 level. So it's very important to see uh, whether the services PMI growth could actually inch much higher from 50.7 that was actually printed in the month of uh, January. So uh, market is actually expecting only a slight uptick to around 50.8. So this is also an important data point to pay attention to, especially given the fact that China has itself a one-week uh, uh, Lunar New Year break. So it's very important to see during this Lunar New Year break, do we see signs of uh, services activity starts to pick up uh, that could be actually uh, translated into this uh, MBS uh, services PMI data that's out on Friday this week. Okay, Kelvin, thanks very much for joining us. Have a good week. My pleasure. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. 